Mighty God, what a wonderful Savior we serve. This is the 13th day of December. You know, let it go down in history that, that you were worshiping and magnifying and praising God for his goodness and his grace for all that he has done for you and what he is going to do. I hope you're walking with anticipation. Uh, you know, we, we should all walk with some expectancy of what God can and will do for us. Uh, no matter what, don't let the enemy fool you. Don't let him trick you to believing that God is not on your side. God is looking out. He has your back. God has your back. Listen, there's been many times that the Lord uh, has blessed me. Uh, he has blessed others. You know, the Lord has blessed us even at times where we know we did not deserve that. Yeah, but God has been good and he allowed us to mature to a state where, uh, you know, the Bible tells us we ought to pray so that we be found worthy. And, and so when we pray, we pray, the Lord bless us to be found worthy of your acceptance. You know, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I just love the Lord this morning and I believe that you do as also. You know, God bless you, those that are listening near and far on different continents. The Lord is really blessing and just praying for everyone. And I, and I desire that you would pray for us. Uh, pray for the church. Pray for Cornerstone. Lord, remember Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Uh, Lord, you know they're over there on Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Lord, bless them. You know, I, I just thank God for the prayer warriors. I thank God for those that are supporting ministry. You know, God bless you, those that are supporting, uh, you know, the church uh, uh, needs support too. And certainly uh, my prayer is that God is blessing and that you will hear what the word of God is saying and that you would apply yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, not just in the spiritual things, but there are natural things that God wants us to apply ourselves in. The Bible said the diligent should bear rule. So that means we need to be diligent about our business. We need to be diligent in saving. We need to be diligent in paying our bills on time. We need to be diligent in handling all those things while we can, while we can. And that's the key part, while we can. Don't take for the, the, the moment for granted. You know, when you receive a, a financial blessing, uh, don't spend it all. Don't run out and buy a new car. Now, I've, you know, some of us have done foolish things before. Uh, don't run out and, and, and spend it all in one place. That's what they used to say. You know, but put something aside for the rainy day. Look at the ant. The Bible tells us to look at the ant and watch what the ant does. It stores up. And so we need to be smart. We need to be diligent. So God is concerned about our spiritual well-being and our natural well-being. You know, and so uh, I hope you're studying. I hope you're spending time in the word of God and that you're spending time in some natural study. Uh, you young folks, uh, you know, your skill sets, uh, spend some time studying, take the self initiative to do something for yourself. Get out the video game. You're going to learn how to write the video game so that you can enjoy playing it and making money from it also. Listen, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Yes, I do. Therefore, I'm faithful bold the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Let's obey the word of God. Let's do what God is saying because he has the best plan. Uh, he has plan A. He doesn't have a plan B because he knows his plan works. And so therefore we ought to follow the plan that God has outlined for us. If you've missed any of the messages, please visit connectingtruth.org. And click God on demand to access the message archive. Uh, Saints, we're going to, uh, we're coming to the, the Lord is, uh, if he say the same, we're coming to the end of a decade where, you know, we don't know what 2021 hold. We know what we saw in 2020. And we saw multiple things happening uh, throughout this year. We saw multiple things happening throughout the past eight years under the Obama administration, under Trump administration, you know, neither one of them are God. You know, they, they're administrators in their respective roles. But we saw the word of God fulfilling 
and that's something that we have to be aware of and something that I will make you aware of also. Uh, and so uh, we need to keep our eyes open, keep our ears open. And so I, I want you to recognize we've been talking about, we talked about rapture readiness. We've moved into the gifts uh, because these two things, they do tie in. Uh, maybe no one has told you that, maybe they have, but I want you to know your gifts. The gifts tie in uh, to being rapture ready. And so we're talking about the gifts because those gifts, the Bible said a man's gift will make room for him. And so you need to understand the gift. If you don't, if the gift is not working, you're missing out on opportunities. You need the gift that whatever gift that God has given you, you need that gift to be working. You need that the miraculous gift where God just shows up sometime and bless you with what you need at that moment. Uh, uh, if you give a man, this is the same and some of you may have are familiar with it. If you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you teach the man how to fish, he'll be able to eat and feed his family and help others. And so you want to be able to use the, the gift that God has given. You want to use the abilities that God has given you. And so in order to do that, you need to know what the gift is. You need to recognize the gift. You need to remember the gift and acknowledge the gifts. And, and so with that being said, you know, we're going to go into the book of Genesis and we're going to talk about the very first gift right after this.
Bless your name, hey, everybody. Jesus. Stop clicking around. I am in the woods. Well, we had a technical difficulty there, but nonetheless, Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit right now. Bless your name, Jesus. We had some interference, but that's all right. We're going on, in Jesus' name.
desire this morning. Lord, send your spirit. We need you. We need you in this place. We need you in every place. Bless your Lord God. Let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, for waking us up this morning, for giving us the activity of our limbs, Lord God, for being with us throughout the night. Lord God, some are getting up to go to work. Some are already at work. Some are coming to the end of their day. Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, each individual that have given their heart unto you. Lord God, bless those that are faithful. Bless those, Lord God, in their struggle. Lord God, help with their the beliefs in the name of Jesus. Lord God, touch those that are sick in their body, Lord. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless the ears, the listeners, Lord God, of this service. Lord Jesus, your word is ministered, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we pray against the works of the enemy right now, Savior. Lord God, the acts that he would commit, Lord God, we pray against it in the name of Jesus. Lord God, let your word flow freely. Lord God, have your way, Lord. And to you be the glory, to you be the honor and praise. Lord God, bless me. Help me to decrease, O oh Lord God, as you increase. Lord, in each individual under the sound of my voice, Lord. Lord, bless them to do the same, Lord God, to decrease that you may increase. In Jesus' name, I pray, uh, Lord God, and, and give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank God for you that are with us this morning. Thank God for that. We'll hear this message later. And, you know, we're, we're live uh, for those that are listening right now. And there are hiccups that occur. And there are times where the enemy tries to uh, intervene. And, but that's all right. You know, uh, you need to hit back too. And so we just thank God for his goodness. And we don't give him any uh, place just to exposure you know, so that he would know, so that you will know, uh, you know, we are in an anointed battle. You know, this is a warfare of the anointed. And so with that in mind, we're going into the book of Genesis, the second chapter, and uh, beginning at the seventh verse, uh, the Bible says, and the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowls of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a help me for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. I want to take a, a small thought this morning, and that is every breath. You need a second wind. With every breath, you need a second wind. You know, we do a repeated exercise approximately 20,000 20, times a day. Uh, but there's no other part that is, uh, there's nothing else that we do that's greater than this one thing, and that is to breathe. We inhale and we exhale. We go through this process while we're asleep. We're processing uh, while we're woke. We're processing in our exercise and our activities and our relaxation. We're breathing, we're breathing, and none of us desire to stop breathing at any time. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground. Out of all creation, out of everything that was made, man was the only one God had personal interaction with. He didn't call man into existence like he did everything else. The Bible said that he, he looked at and saw the darkness and he said, let there be light. He spoke that. Uh, let the water and the firmament, uh, the, this, this eternal existence of water, uh, separate. Uh, uh, let it bring forth the, the creatures. And, you know, everything was called into existence. But when it came down to man, when it came down to you and I, 
uh, God had personal interaction with creation, uh, with the creating of man. And God is still seeking for personal interaction with man today. Uh, the Bible says that, uh, that, that man was formed from the dust of the ground. So God scooped out, and just paraphrasing, scooped out some dust, uh, created a statue, a, a image of a person, uh, whether they were laying down or standing up, I don't know, but listen. Uh, and, and so there was a, a, a person that was created by God's personal touch, his personal touch. You're part of God's personal touch. And you need to know that and it doesn't matter what anybody said to you. Uh, listen, I know some hurtful things have been said to, to many children. Uh, some hurtful things have been said, not by just the parents, but by brothers and sisters and, and, and you know, relatives uh, have said things that, uh, that enter into your ear that made you feel like uh, you were not anything. But I want you to know that you're everything to God. I want you to know this morning that it doesn't matter what they said. They, they were ignorant in their speech, in their talk. They didn't have a right to say, but I want you to know, I want you to understand today uh, that you're everything unto God. You're personal uh, to God. He knows you by name. He knows your being. He knows your makeup because he made you. You were not the accident. You were not a mistake. It was not just a moment of fun. It might have been fun for them, but God was serious about bringing you on uh, into existence and adding and giving you all that you needed for his work and for you to have a fruitful life. The Bible says the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground out of all creation. Man was the only one that God had personal a personal touch with, and he's seeking a personal touch right now. The Bible tells us over in John, the fourth chapter, about the 23rd verse, it says the hour cometh and now is, right now, this moment, now, uh, where we're existing, this moment, this time, uh, you need to be in the now. You know, uh, uh, it's funny because, because many uh, may have heard it or some may not, but you need to remain in the now. When you're in your classroom study, excuse me. When you're in your classroom studying, you need to be in the now. When you're on the job, you need to be in the now. When you're having a conversation, you need to be in the now. Uh, you know, I was looking at some, some text messages and everyone's talking about one thing and you always have this, this one message that, that has nothing to do with the conversation. You need to stay in the now in order to get the fulfillment of everything that is incurring. In a relationship, when you're having a nice conversation, stay in the now. When you're in counseling, stay in the now. You need to stay in the now in order to benefit entirely from what's going on. When you're in the church service, you need to be in the now. Don't let your mind wander off and go five, ten 15 different places. No, you didn't leave the oven on because you didn't cook no breakfast this morning. No, you didn't leave nothing setting out because you didn't cook nothing last night or you ate it all up. Listen, stay in the now. Stay in the now. And so the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is looking for interaction. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Interaction is the uh, reciprocal action or influence. It is the communication or involvement with someone or something. Uh, God personally formed man from the dust of the ground. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, the first and most foremost gift that has ever been received by a human being. Uh, we, can, we can call him human now because uh, God has formed him and he has breathed into his nostrils. It's the gift, the gift of breath. You know, and so uh, the Bible tells us that everything, let everything have breath. Uh, breath is important. And so he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The first gift that was given to an individual was the breath of life. But it did not stop there. 
because doing after the breath was entered into Adam's body. It wasn't until then that devotion, personal devotion and fellowship with God started. It's not until the breath of life has entered, until the, the, the life has been stirred up in you, that you begin to have a personal relationship with God. So let, let's take a, a step back here for a moment. The Bible said God breathed into man the breath of life. Uh, and, and so we don't want to rush through this because it was personal with God and it should be as personal with you. Uh, you know, we don't take the, the relationship with God as personal as we should. Uh, we will we'll break our necks. Uh, we'll hurt ourselves trying to get to what we want to do because we're taking it personal. But what about the relationship with God? Uh, we let too many things get in between us. We let too many things uh, 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 cause distraction. We allow too many things to influence our minds so that we mess up the relationship, so that we alter the relationship, that we go down a different path in which God has called us into. God took a divine moment to, to, to take something out of himself and to put it inside of man. And God is doing the same thing today. God has, has made a divine decision uh, to put something inside of humanity, to put something inside of man. Uh, that's why the Bible tells us that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall they be saved? Because God is going to instill something in you. God is going to put something inside of you. God is going to, the Bible said that when he was with his disciples, he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And so God wants to put something inside of uh, his elect. He wants to put something inside of those that are called, uh, that have been set aside, sanctified, referred to as the saints of God. Uh, God wants to instill uh, that relationship, uh, that same relationship that he had with Adam in the beginning. This was not just a jumpstart. It was not a CPR because man was merely a pile of dirt uh, that had been formed to resemble God's desire. Uh, whatever God wanted man to look like, that's what he was formed. Whatever color he was, that's what he was. Whatever he had on is what he was wearing. Whatever he was doing, uh, which was nothing, uh, is that until God breathed into him the breath of life. When God breathed into man, uh, he not only breathed air into him, but God breathed intelligence. God breathed sensibility and he breathed a free will, which it has a universal reward to it. Uh, that free will that we enjoy so much says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit, shall of the spirit reap eternal or everlasting life. And Adam found that out on his own. Don't want to go there too fast, but, but Adam found out that when you sow to the flesh, uh, the flesh is going to reap corruption. And so uh, listen here. Uh, the breath that entered into Adam had knowledge. Uh, the breath that entered into Adam had wisdom. The breath that entered into Adam had prophecy, faith, healing, miracles, discernment, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and health. Uh, yes, because it was of the spirit of God. And so man became a living soul. When God blew breath, blew into man his breath, uh, it had purpose. And that purpose had an expected end. When God bless you, God is blessing you with a purpose. And he blesses you with an expected end. Uh, that giving did not stop there. Uh, because God created for Adam a help me. Somebody that can help him. And so I'm going to push the pause button here for a moment. Uh, and, you know, so that I can hit on something. Uh, help me is someone that is there to assist you. Uh, they have the ability to help you meet certain goals and other desires. In other words, that help me have some knowledge. That help me have some intelligence. That help me have some sensibility. That help me have a free will also. Uh, listen, you ought to, uh, man, listen. Uh, I, you know, I, I think about it and, I, and, and I, I sit back and I thank God for a little bit of wisdom. I thank God for a little bit of common sense. 
And so, uh, you know, as I was telling my sons uh, some time ago, that uh, don't no woman want some broke and I'll leave it blank there. Uh, but uh, listen, and that's not to beat up on some men, but because don't no men want no broke. Uh, but listen, here, uh, you ought to stack some cheddar for yourself. Uh, uh, get your own car. Uh, get your own home. Uh, ladies, uh, make sure that uh, it, and understand that it's more than lip, hips and fingernail tips because that wave is expensive and it tells a story. Uh, those fake nails, after a while, some people are wearing those fake nails continually because they got all type of fungus underneath uh, because they refuse to take care of it for themselves. Uh, because they refuse to take vitamins that, that will take care of the nails and their hair. Uh, bless your Lord God. Uh, you've got to give your help me uh, something to work with. You've got to give them more than a conversation about media gossip. Uh, you ought to read a book. You know, uh, I don't like talking to people that don't read. Uh, you know, I, I, that's just my personal uh, thing. You know, you ought to read something uh, so that you can have something to talk about. Read a newspaper. It'll give you something. It'll increase your vocabulary. Uh, you know, pick up a book, uh, read a magazine, learn something, have an opinion, uh, not just an opinion that somebody have given you, but an opinion of your own. Take the self-initiative to learn something so that you can get paid for it. Listen, uh, ladies, uh, the woman uh, had all the qualities of the man. When you meet someone, I hope they have all the qualities and the traits so that you can grow instead of living a stagnated life, uh, meaning you will you're settled. You settled for uh, for uh, whatever you settled. You know, some people have settled uh, and they're doing everything because they settled. Uh, they they're the ones that go out and buy, get an apartment and move that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm maintaining myself here this morning. I'm really holding back here. Uh, they, they don't want the, the ladies is going out by getting the apartments and moving that Negro in. Uh, but listen, it ought to not be like that. You ought to not be so desperate to do that. Uh, listen, uh, men, uh, don't nobody want you. Listen, uh, you, you, you can't have a proper date because you living with uh, your parents. You living with your relatives instead of having your own, instead of having a place that you can call home, instead of uh, being a responsible individual. Uh, listen, uh, God created and he gave equality uh, to the man and he gave equality to the woman. He created a help me. And so uh, uh, you got to pay attention to what God is saying. Uh, the woman had all the quality. And when you meet someone, they should have some quality uh, so that you're not stagnated. A good woman uh, uh, got you because a good man will give you something to work with. Uh, so ladies, watch out for that. A good man will give you something to work with. Uh, uh, bless your Lord Jesus. And a good woman will too. Oh my God. So I, I'm going to release the pause button now. The Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. It wasn't until the breath of life entered into that earthen vessel that man began to warm up. He came to life from death. Uh, to live, you're going to need more than the air that you're breathing right now. You need the breath of life, the, the breath, the air of God. The wind from his nostrils, breath that causes your soul to live. The first gift to man that made him a living soul was the breath of God. Uh, breath feeds the body, uh, but the word feeds the soul. The spirit of, of God have made me and the breath of the almighty have given me life. That's Job 33 and 4. Uh, Psalms 33 and 6 says, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all of the host of them and by the breath of his mouth. Isaiah picks it up and says, thus saith God the Lord, that he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth, that which cometh out of him, and he that giveth breath unto his people upon it and the spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and I will hold thy hand and I will keep thee and I will give thee for a covenant of the people for a light to the Gentiles. I've opened to open the blind eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prison 
and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Listen here. God is concerned. And so he gave breath and he gave spirit unto the people, us, you and I. And it started with Adam. He gave to us so that we can be called the righteousness of God. And he said, I will hold your hand. You need to understand that God is, has reached out to hold your hand and you ought to grab hold to it. You ought to grab hold to it like you're holding on to your child as you walk to school, as you're holding on to your child as uh, uh, when you do go through the crosswalk. You ought to hold on to the hand of God. Uh, he said, I'll keep you. Uh, that's good news this morning to be kept by God, knowing that God will keep you and he will give you. Uh, there's a promise. He said a covenant of the people and a light. Uh, God is going to use you as uh, to show off his promises. God will use you to show that uh, a light unto those that have not believed. He said to open the blind eye. Somebody has been blinded by the ways of this world. Somebody has been blinded and they can't see the distance. Uh, somebody has been blinded and they've been choked by the cares of this life. But God wants to bring about deliverance. And in order to bring about that deliverance, he's going to have to use you. Uh, he wants to use you. Uh, he wants to use the breath that is in your body. But I'm tell here today to tell you, you're going to need a second wind. You know, when you're running track, you pick up a second wind. When you're playing sports, you pick up a second wind. You know, that second wind does something for you. When this body gets tired, it seems like there's not enough oxygen. Uh, the naturalness, but then there's something about the spirit of the man. And when you have the spirit of God, uh, it does wonders in this body. When you have the spirit of God, uh, God can take you and use you like he did Jonah and have you to make a three day journey in one day. Uh, God can use you. Bless your name, Lord Jesus. God can use you to get the job done. God can use you like he did Philip. Uh, so that someone in soul is saved. You can explain the gospel to somebody. Uh, you can baptize them and be caught away in uh, just like Philip was. Oh, my God, bless you, Lord Jesus. God can use you when his spirit, when the breath of God is inside of you. Listen, uh, when you breathe in, you need a second wind. With every breath you take, you need a second wind. The Bible tell us over in Ezekiel. He said, I'll cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Uh, the Lord was speaking to Ezekiel about the deadness of some folks. He said, but I'll cause breath to enter into you and you'll live. You ought to ask God to breathe on me. You ought to inhale with a great inhale so that you can exhale some life to somebody. You ought to exhale some life even to yourself. That's where it starts with. It starts within you that you ought to exhale some life for yourself. You ought to inhale and exhale a word that is going to increase your richness of life. You ought to inhale and exhale something positive. You ought to inhale and exhale a blessing. You ought to inhale and exhale a praise. You ought to inhale and exhale some worship. You ought to inhale and exhale some encouragement. You ought to inhale and exhale something that God is going to be pleased with. Bless your name, Jesus. He said, I'll cause breath to enter into you and call and you shall live. Not only that, he said, cover you with skin. I'll, I'll cover you just like I did Adam. See, when Adam got out the will of God, when Eve got out the will of God, they tried to use some old fig leaves, tried to sew some stuff together, not knowing that those fig leaves was going to die. They were soon going to fall off of them. But the Bible said that God covered them with some skin. Uh, God said, I'll cover you with some skin and I'll breathe in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. I'm your God. I sit on the throne. Listen here. Then he said, prophesy. Talking to Ezekiel. Said to prophesy and say to the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, you got to speak to the wind. And the Lord said, come forth, uh, come forth the four winds and breathe and breathe on the slain. Breathe on them that's gone down been slain by depression, been slain by oppression, been slain by discouragement, been slain by folks, been slain in the church, been slain at home, been slain on the job, been slain by others. Breathe on them so that they might live. That's what the second win is for. 
to bring about life. My God, listen here. The Bible says, and the breath came upon to them and they lived and they stood upon their feet. God wants you to breathe, to breathe in his spirit, to breathe in his word so that you can stand up on your feet, uh, so he can strengthen your ankles, uh, so he can strengthen your legs, uh, so he can strengthen your mind, your spirit, so he can strengthen your body uh, so that you can have the power to stand up, uh, the power to get up out the mess, to get up out the muck, the mire and the clay, the power the same power that's going to raise you up out of here. Listen here. You need the breath, even though you have uh, with every breath, with every breath you take, you need the second wind. Why need the second wind? Because the Bible said that flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So you need the wind. You need the same breath that brought life into Adam when God breathed into him. Man became a living soul. When you allow God to breathe in you, you live, you can live, you can live. Bless your Lord God. The blood was not there. The blood didn't come until after Adam had sinned and the, the sacrifice was made. Then man encountered the blood into his body. But before that, listen here. The Bible is playing there. It didn't say that Adam was was alive and his heart was pumping and, you know, and, and the blood was flowing through him. It didn't say that. Now, I know people can you can argue. Listen, I'm not here to argue with you about what the scripture is saying in that area. It said that God breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. Period. The scripture says that flesh and blood does not inherit the kingdom of God. So there's no one that is in the presence of the Lord. How do I get into the presence of the Lord? The Bible says that if you live by his commandments, if you follow his commandments, then you'll live in them. So all of those that are obedient, faithful unto the Lord, understand something. The blood that's in your body right now is not going to enter into eternity. No, it's not. Flesh and blood does not inherit the kingdom of God. It is not needed there. Blood it represents death. Mm -hmm. Blood represents death. It's not even something we're supposed to eat. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Blood represents death. But the spirit of God represents life. The Bible said it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We're going to be like him. We're going to be like him. When Jesus rose from the grave. That body did not have blood in it. It didn't have blood. No. Mm -mm. Remember Philip said, except I'm able to touch the, you know, I need tangible proof. I need tangible proof. There was no blood there. He was flesh and bone. What do you think we're going to be? Those that are inhaling the breath that God sends. Those that are accepting and receiving the breath that God sends. What God sends is spirit. We shall be changed in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. The corruptible, that which is corruptible, is going to be taken off and we're going to put on that which is incorruptible. The blood is not going to be there. Blood's not going to be there. Listen, I, I, I pray that, that, that what has been exhorted this morning, what has been said, that you go back and take a look at it. The first gift, talking about the breath of life, the first gift that was given to Adam, to humanity, was the breath of life. 
that breath is still here and we need to embrace it. We need to do all that we can. People scrambling for oxygen, people are scrambling for air fresheners, people are scrambling for different m machines of being advertised. But even with all of that, you can have the best of the best. You need the breath of life. You need the breath of life. I was once young. Now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little older now. And I've not seen the righteous forsaken. I haven't seen his seed begging bread. In other words, God has been faithful to those that have been faithful to him. God has been faithful to keep his word for those that are keeping his word. Keep the word of God. Don't deviate. Don't, don't, don't alter your path, but be faithful to God. And when the enemy throws a punch at you, uh, there, you can punch back by, by releasing what God has given you. Uh, he said, I, I've not given you the spirit of fear, but I've given you a sound mind. I've given you a sound mind. And so with that soundness, that sobriety, you know, fully aware of what's going on around you, fully aware of what's happening in the home, what's happening on the job, fully aware of what's going on with your associates, with others, so that you know what to pray about, you know what to do, you know how to act, you know how to go into warfare, you know how to go into warfare. And, and so with that being said, I want you to be encouraged. And with every breath that you take, you need you need the second wind. You need the spirit of God as the Lord breathed on us as he has breathed out his word unto each of us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in our lives. Lord, we would be remiss not to give you honor and praise, to give you glory for who you are. Lord Jesus, not to respect you, and to respect what you have given to us and to, to be more careful not to take these things for granted, but to understand, to look for better understanding so that we can live according to your will and be found pleasing in your sight. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would continue to bless listeners, bless those that need healing in their body. Lord, we pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the admission of your sin, don't let nobody tell you that that's not necessary. The Bible is not antiquated. That's why we're preaching and talking about it, not giving you a history lesson. I'm giving you a lesson for today. Uh, today, right now, in the now. Because the word of God has not fulfilled. All of the scripture has not fulfilled yet. And so we are living in the dispensation of grace. Uh, the Gentiles, we're living in a dispensation of grace. And when that dispensation, when the outer court is done away with, then you want to be, you're going to need that second wind to get up out of here. And so you're going to need your sins remitted. You're going to need your, uh, your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're going to need things blotted out. And the only way to do that is through the baptism in Jesus' name. Uh, the Lord told them to go forth and preach repentance, remission of sin, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And they understood exactly what he meant. And that's what they went out and they did. You don't find any other place in the scripture except baptism in Jesus' name. And those that were baptized under the baptism of repentance uh, were rebaptized. And those that had not heard about the Holy Ghost uh, were filled and ministered to. And so you want to fall in line with the word of God. Uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson at Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. If you're nearby, you know, you're looking for church home. We have room for you. The Lord has blessed us with a sufficient sanctuary uh, for service. And you want to be taught. You want your ministry to grow. You know, uh, you want the Lord to use you. And that's what we want. We want God's will to be done. No hocus pocus, no playing, no games, none of that kind of stuff. We're not about that. It's about the word of God. It's about the saving of souls.
And so uh, if you've missed any of the, the message, again, visit connectingtruth.org, click down on demand and go to the archive. The songs featured uh, in this particular, in our broadcast, uh, are respective, uh, belong to our songstress, uh, to respective artists and their producers. You know, and if you've been blessed, share the gospel message with someone else. Send them a link. Let them know that, uh, you know, that this is the word of God that is going forth. And so that they can be blessed as well. Until then, I hope to see you here or to see you there. See you soon. Oh, this